0: Hello everyone and welcome back and a happy new year to everyone. Season 2 of The Life of Pi is upon you and I am pumped to be back. I got got some guests lined up coming up this year, so it's not going to be just me talking all the time and as soon as Dexter, I wrap up Dexter here in the next couple weeks or so, we're going to figure out, you know, maybe we're going to dive into some movies, you know. Switched up a little bit since, you know, the last four or five episodes. It's been all about a TV show, so we're we'll, we'll some movies. We're going to keep on keeping on on our journey of Dexter, New Blood, Showtime, special and miniseries. So, I know a few episodes behind, but I'm going to go in order anyways and try and knock them all out before the season finale this week. Don't know if it's going to happen, but hey, we're going to try. So, Tonight we are talking episode 5 Runaway. We open we open up Dexter and Deb are having a debate. Well actually no Dex yeah Dexter is having a debate with Deb about you know maybe telling Harrison about his past and of course Deb is like that's a stupid idea. And again, Jennifer Carpenter, I'm so glad that she is back in this role. It's not a huge role, but I think it's an amazing role for her to have. I think she is excellent in this role. I love she's just a figment of his imagination, and it just shows how much he truly misses her. And of course, we know, the father can't tell the son that he abandoned 10 plus years ago. Oh, by the way, I left because I'm a serial killer. You can't do it. You can't do it, Dexter. Come on. And so we flash forward a little bit, and we're back to seeing Kurt at his cabin, tricking another runaway into staying with him, saying she can stay as long as she wants. And by the way, this girl is, I think she's beautiful. Uh, I looked up her name, her name's Skyler Wright. She was in a couple other things, but I just, I didn't have time to write them down. But, of course, we all know what Kurt's game is. He tricks him into believing him, and, and you know they're sick fucks out there that actually do this to to, like people probably especially to young females that just trick them and like you know there's there's like weird creepy dudes out there that do this stuff and kill people and stuff that we probably don't even know about yet it's, it's gross to think about but at this point we know Kirk is a also a serial killer so we then jump over to the Iron Lake office where Angela and Molly have decided they're gonna go to New York City and track down Matt Caldwell, who's been living high on the hog at some, like, Regency Suites or at the horrible hotel, crappy name, some fancy hotel in New York City, whatever. So, they go under the cover of, Angela wants to go in a conference, so she takes off, and they get down there and find that Matt Caldwell has already checked out. So, they're trying to get security tapes, guy gives them a hard time, And Angela threatens him with police force. And so she ends up going to this conference anyways. And we stop at the conference. Actually, let me back it up. Let me back it up. Yeah, they they show her walking to the conference. And then we flip back to um, Dexter's place. He confronts Harrison about having a switchblade. A straight razor, if you will. Which, as we all know, is the weapon of choice of the Trinity Killer. Which is still hands down the best big bad that Dexter's ever gone against. Hands down, season four, best season. Just it is. I I, I can't wait to go back and rewatch after finishing the series. I'm really pumped about it. Anyways, enough of me nerding out. So, of course, Harrison gets pissed, because like any teenager would, you know. When I was teenager, my parents went through my crap. I got mad. Just like any of you guys, your parents, went through your stuff as kids. You get pissed. So him and Harrison have a blowout. And of course, you know, he storms out. And you see Dexter's little a little bit of anger. He slices the cushion with a straight razor. And then Harrison's outside chilling. And um, all of a sudden, the, these kids that are the bullies take him to this... Um, kill list party, where he was the guest of honor for saving everyone. And you can tell that, like, he's just pissed off because dad doesn't understand him, and he doesn't understand his dad. The relationship is very, very broken. And I don't know, it's going to be very hard to fix at this point. So, that happens. Harrison decides, you know what? F it. I'm going to go out. Goes out, gets drunk, does, like, some molly Ecstasy and actually ends up ODing at the party, which is scary. You're like, oh crap. So, thank and then, and before that, some girl asks him to cut her to cut his name into her foot. So he slices his slices her foot open. And this is the first time we see Harrison actually draw blood on screen which I find is kind of cool. And I don't know if they were like doing some kind of like nod back to the original show. They showed a paper towel and the blood soaking up the foot of the paper towel, which as we know, is part of the opening, you know, scene from the original Dexter of him cutting his neck while shaving and the blood soaking up with the paper towel. I don't know what they were trying to do there, but that's the way I took it. So showtime, if you did that, I caught it and that was dope. So Harrison ODs and before while he's passing out he tells Angela's daughter that Jim's real name isn't Jim and then he passes out of course the cops get called and then while all that's happening we flip back to New York Angela's in this conference with Molly and who is the guest speaker Angel Batista folks I am so pumped that he came back for this episode this cameo I loved it so so much He's one of my favorite characters from the original show. I thought it was just so awesome. And of course, he's telling the story of Dexter, the Bay Harbor Butcher, and the Trinity Killer. And of course, him and Angela have a sit-down. And he lets slip about, like, Deborah Morgan. Then he talks about how, you know, the brother also died in a tragic, real fucked-up way. And that he had a kid. And he says his name, Harrison. And all of a sudden, Angela puts two and two together. And he's just like, wait a minute, that's Jim's son's name. Then she gets the phone call that Harrison OD'd, and then Dexter goes to the hospital. He's all pissed off. Him and Logan get into it. So you got a lot happening in this episode, and it's not done yet. It's like this is like the first like twenty minutes. So, Dexter, of course, does what Dexter does. He finds out the the name of this guy. He somehow finds out the dealer, goes out to this bar, uh, tr- tries to Dexter him, as I'm going to call it, and the police, logo shows up, and so Dexter starts beating the shit out of him. <laughs> and then Dexter goes to the police stage because he beat the crap out of a guy and finds out the actual, like, um, I guess, drug maker or drug producer, I don't know what the really technical term for it is, uh, distribution, whatever. And so he puts him into his kill room, but he sees the cop, sees Logan waiting outside, so he doesn't kill him with the knife. I like this. He makes him OD on his own, um, I'm assuming XC or Heron, whenever he's like dealing, and puts him in the chair and covers up his own murder, which I think is super genius. And then after that, we flip over back to the cabin. The girl figures out that she's being held against her will. So, Chloe is her name. Sorry. The character's name is Chloe. My bad. And, of course, so she takes it upon herself. She thinks Kurt's, like, some kind of, like, skeevy prayer that wants to watch her, like, undress and be naked and stuff. So she just, like, takes her top off. And then that doesn't work. He gets pissed off. And then eventually, like, he l- decides to let her go. As, as he likes to say, he goes, you're free to go. And she goes, no. And of course, that messed with him because he's used to the system. They go, they run, he shoots, kills, and then his killing is done. He has, a, he has a, a ritual, like Dexter does. And Chloe is is messing with this ritual. And so, she runs out, he basically, she tries to slice him in the face when he comes in the room. He throws her down, she just lays there. I know it's a show, but like, wouldn't your instincts tell you to get up and run away around the other side of the house. He has a rifle up there. You can get maybe 50, 60 yards from him for his chance to run over. Get the rifle. Come around the side of the house. Line up a shot. You have a chance. It's better than just laying there. And so he's used to the girl running. He tells her to run. She panics and just runs at her, So he shoots her in the eye. And just screams, you've ruined everything. You've ruined everything. And so you know that there's a whole reasoning behind this ritual of him hunting these girls, running away from him. Again, I wish so- someone would just, like, run around the other side of the house when he does that. Like, especially when he does that at night. I mean, give yourself a chance. You know, there's objects you can hide behind stuff. I don't know. I know it's, you know, it's still a rifle, and he has his, his way upper hand, but that's just me thinking out loud. And, and then after, and of course, after he Kills Chloe and then shoots her again. Um, Harrison decides he's going to run away after this whole um, overdose thing and not get along with Dexter. So the, the crazy thing about this character is this character has been like he's only he's only been with Dexter what a couple weeks at this point. He's already kind of gotten in a fight with a bully, survived. He survived a school shooting, stabbing that he did, a drug overdose. Like There's a lot that's been happening around him. And you can just see like his dark passenger just slowly... I think the dark passenger has to be there. It has to be there, right? He's Dexter's kid. He has to be there. So he's like, I'm going to run away again. And of course, he's walking by Kurt's truck stop. Kurt pulls up, buys him dinner, and he asks him, what happened to your face? He goes, oh, it's a hunting accident. And mind you, where he gets cut again is where Dexter usually cuts his victims with the glass with his knife. Again, I don't know if that's what they're hinting at or that they were trying to t- tip of the cap to the old show but well, I mean we know he does that all- still but I think it's what they're going for so that's what I'm going with. So he convinced Harrison to stay and take a job and um, then we go back over to the hotel in New York and and Angela and Molly finally get to see held t- the 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 hotel video footage of Matt Caldwell. And we all see it's not Matt somebody else. So it's like, who is this mystery guy? Why is Kurt lying about this? So it's like it's like why is Kurt lying and who's this stranger in New York City pretending to be Matt? Then of course, one of the last scenes we got is Angela looks up all the information that Batista gives her about Dexter and finds Dexter's obituary and prints it off. So now she knows that Jim Lindsay is actually Dexter Morgan and that he's been lying about a lot of stuff in his past. So I can't wait to dive into episode six. I know I skipped around. I there's again, these episodes are like an hour. I was trying to hit the highlights because there's a lot of little, Laws here and there. Um, another cool thing they did with this episode was. Michael C. Hall has a band. Which I didn't know. But his band song is actually playing at the end of the episode. And it's so creepy. But it's like really. Like, it's like a good creepy. Is, I, it's a really weird just way to describe it I guess. But it's good. So. We'll dive into episode 6 next. I believe there's 10 episodes total. So episode 6 folks it's a big one so i'm really pumped to jump into it and i will talk to y'all then until next time i hope you've enjoyed your slice of pie thank you